Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning into the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in Las Vegas. Our reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 15. Thanks for listening. Share this message with someone who needs to hear it today, and God bless you. The Holy Gospel according to John, chapter 15. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine grower. He removes every branch in me that bears no fruit. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes to make it bear more fruit. You have already been cleansed by the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. Whoever does not abide in me is thrown away like a branch and withers. Such branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and become my disciples. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Little technical difficulties this morning are not going to throw us off. We're going to continue to worship no matter what, right? Doesn't bother us. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We've been talking about generosity these last few weeks and have heard God's promise to provide for all our needs, freeing us to serve others, freeing us from worry and fear of scarcity and making us generous. And our generous God who gives us the Son, our flesh and blood Savior. John's Gospel paints another picture of the God who sustains us in Jesus, the true vine. Who calls us to abide in him as he abides in us. To abide is to stay with, to remain with, to dwell with. In the classic 1998 film, The Big Lebowski, we meet the dude who, after a case of mistaken identity, is the victim of a home invasion. His beloved rug soiled, tied the room together. He longs just to return to his worry-free existence of bowling, driving around, the occasional acid flashback, spending time with his friends Walter and Donnie. And these events force him to become an ersatz private investigator in an effort to find the estranged wife of the other, Jeffrey Lebowski. And along the way, the dude is watched and admired from a distance by another character called the Stranger. Mysterious. Angelic, maybe? Who, upon meeting at the bar of the local bowling alley, remarks, Take it easy, dude. To which comes the response, Yeah, well, the dude abides. The dude abides abides. One of the many lessons that we can find in this film is this reassurance that as we persist and persevere in our struggles, stand up for what's right and care for the ones we love, care for one another, 
we will find that peace that we seek. And when all else fails, go bowling. The dude abides because that's what the dude does. He exists before the events of this story, not unaware, but maybe unconcerned with the weight and worry of the world. He's not employed, though he was at one time a roadie for Metallica. He is unbothered and is yet sustained by the goodness of those around him. And he participates in life as a friend, an advocate for environmental justice, and lives in a perpetual flow state. The dude abides. Jesus, in this portion of John's Gospel, is saying farewell to his friends, whom he loves so much. And he's headed, not bowling, but to Jerusalem, to the cross, where he will die and be raised up again for the life of the world. So he calls those who will listen. He calls them in close. And Jesus says, he is the vine, and the Father is the vine grower, who cares for the vine itself, and in turn, the branches. It's an image that was well known in Israel, 3,000 years of beautiful tradition from Moses to Sandy Koufax, that saw themselves as the vine planted and watered by God. We read about it in Psalm 80, Ezekiel chapter 15, Isaiah chapter 5. They knew this image of God as vine grower. And Jesus continues this metaphor calling followers to abide in him to remain focused on him, to bear fruit and be disciples. Well, what's, what's the fruit? Right? We tend to think in our culture that to bear fruit, well, that's to well, prosper financially, maybe. To make more Christians. We get real hung up on that. We've got to go out and, and get more, and then that's the fruit. And then, well, haven't we grown so well that we grew more Christians? We think, we think of fruit as gain, but, but fruit is... Food, the necessities of life for those who pass by the vine and can glean what they need, who are fed, who find life in what the vine provides. Dr. James Boyce at Luther Seminary connects this reading to the previous chapter in John and Jesus' promise, we hear at funerals often, to go and to prepare dwelling places. And that word in Greek is mone. It's from the same root as abide, mino. And to abide to this image of the vine as our home here on earth. The vine is our dwelling place. And the fruit of the vine, this abiding love of God in the living Jesus, is generously given to us here and now. Here, right here, we taste it, we ingest it, we take it into ourselves. And we come to this table and eat and drink of it. We're grafted onto the vine of Israel, adopted into the embrace of God, the vine grower, who nurtures us and cares for us, welcomes us into the family and mission of Jesus. And when we bear fruit, we are fed too. We get nourished by the Holy Spirit, this love of God, and she drives us and compels us and calls us to go and share that love with our friends and our neighbors and everyone we meet to speak words of truth, to listen tenderly, to care and speak and act on justice, and to abide with one another as the body of Christ. The dude abides. And to abide is to keep Jesus' commandments, 
primarily to love God and love one another. We are to listen and share and love and give and serve. And each of those little things that might seem little bear fruit. And we find we are loved and saved by God who's already reconciled us through the cross of Christ. And this good news gives our lives meaning. The actions that bloom from us, they're not our works, but the fruit of the Spirit that's already working in us. And they grow and they spread and they green up and sprout branches of their own. And they grow out of Christ's abiding. They germinate from the vine and are carried out by the branches. So I don't know about you, but if, you, if you're like me, you look around and you see so many people worried and afraid and, and wringing their hands and, and fighting and wondering and getting anxious and arguing about every single thing. And our world seems to be in such rough shape. And people want to know if this is the end, is this the unraveling of our reality and the apocalypse of biblical proportions? Well, we've seen storms and flooding and fires and war. And these things we know have always happened. But we're bombarded by it now, seemingly on live TV and social media. And families are divided over medical choices and political stances and religion too. But I want you to hear this word apocalypse that means to uncover or to reveal. And we shouldn't fear that, but we're going through a difficult time in this nation and across the world. But what is being revealed? What's being shown to us? What are we learning? What are you learning? How will we grow as a collective humanity through these many trials? Some are finding deeper spiritual life. Say hello to Rebecca, uh, Rachel, I'm sorry, Rachel, who was baptized here last week. People are longing for that. She's with us online. So I say, say hello, Rachel. She's with us, baptized into the vine, this family of Christ. Some are changing careers to work on issues that make a difference that really matter to them. Some are changing relationships, opening up about who they really are. Some are prioritizing their service to others. Or mental health and rest, we need that too. That's fruit. The world is changing and so are we. And we can be worried by what will be left behind and we wonder. When our world seems to be falling apart, where is our God? Well, God is where God has always promised to be. Present, near, dwelling, abiding. Not just with us, but with those with whom we disagree too. I don't know if you know that. Let's name that. God is with them too. Because we're all facing some struggle, some pain, confusion, and yet we are not alone. We're still one body of Christ. We're still one people. And Jesus promises to be present in our questions and our suffering. And that means with women who have to make tough choices about carrying a child or having an abortion. Christ abides with our service members and veterans as well as with women and girls and families and workers in Afghanistan facing the peril of Taliban rule. 
And Christ abides with anti-maskers and anti-vaxxers and those who have lost mothers and fathers and sons and daughters to COVID-19. And with teachers and educators struggling to do their job and students facing the threat of school shootings and dwindling resources, Christ abides with firefighters and police officers putting their lives on the line to protect homes and businesses and ecosystems. And Christ abides with young black men who find themselves pushed aside or suspected or victimized or demonized by law enforcement and our culture at large. Christ abides with lesbian and gay and bisexual and queer and trans folks who are discriminated against as they persevere and share their gifts in the world. The dude abides. Christ abides with us even to the end of the age. Christ abides in us and with us. And it changes us, it makes us new, it transforms us. Mark Allen Powell writes that the grace of God makes us gracious. It makes us new. God's generosity makes us generous. Yes, with our time and our possessions and our words, generous with this good news of Christ abiding. We get to give it away. And it leads us as we abide with one another. For this reason, we are called to be generous with our love and our service and our time and our money and our gentleness and our joy. It makes a difference. And we don't do it by our own power, but we are nourished from the vine that is abiding in us and with us. We are empowered by the Spirit from God who gives us strength when we feel weak, who heals us, who gives us what we need to grow and to Go and be and believe and persist even in our questions and in our disagreements. The branches abide in the vine. And the branches that are filled and fed remain are productive. And they grow the big juicy fruit, grapes, tomatoes, whatever, whatever you prefer. And if they do not, they are without sustenance. They drop off and dry up and fade away. When we do not abide in him, Jesus makes clear what happens. Branches that don't take that nourishment, who cannot or will not become disciples, are turning from that which gives life, that which sustains. They're seeking to be fed elsewhere. Okay. They may find what they're seeking, but will it last? The true food that gives life to the world comes from the one who is the true vine grower. As followers and disciples of Jesus, the true vine, we can trust that we have been generously given all we need. His great love bears fruit in us, and we go to share it with the world, to believe and trust and love and share and remain in Christ. We do that. We abide, and the fruit will come. He is the vine, and you are the branches. Christ is with you. The dude abides. Amen.